you quickly go to the hospital, and again, the disarray is very, very obvious, as there are all kinds of people just bandaged up, and doctors are working on people, like, in the waiting, or just in the lobbies and stuff like that, because all of the rooms are full. But making your way past the pandemonium, you go back up to the floor where Elliot Foster is, and heading inside of his room, after speaking to the police officer on duty there, you see him. He's uh, sitting up in bed. Um, yeah, he looks slightly less exhausted than he did before, although the dark bags under his eyes are still prominent, he does seem to have gotten some small modicum of rest compared to when you last saw him conscious. Alright, um, so I'll, I'll go up to the nurse on duty and basically ask them, like, you know, what's his condition? Like, how, like, is he, you know, conscious, able to speak, anything like that? He's, uh, stable. Um, he's appeared a bit disoriented when he woke up, but... Uh, we got him a bit of water and some fluids, so he's... Well, uh, he does seem a bit unstable here and there, just uh, as though he suffered a nasty shock. Mm. Alright, so I will, like, pull up a chair beside his bed and he, like, yeah, get his he attention. Was... Hello? Foster, do you remember who I am? He nods. You were, you were at the house. Yes. You were the ones who found me there. Yes, I'm Inspector Blackmore. This is Inspector Adams. We're with the Mythos Unit. Uh, yes, we met before the big skeleton. He nods. You remember him. Yes. Yes, it threw a truck at us. Yes, I remember that too. Um, the woman that uh, was hit by it, is she alright? Yes, she's fine. Good, good, good. Now... Foster, I realize that this is a very difficult time for you, but you have to realize that a lot of that you are one of the only people that we have known to interact with this person. As such, I'm going to need to ask you a few questions. He bites his lip. Um, just, uh, you can see him visibly starting to sweat a little bit, but he just nods ever so slightly. What were you doing in that house? He told me to go there. That This was a little while ago. He wanted me to keep working on the project so that I wouldn't be deserved by anybody. What is this project? It's part of part of his plan. He... He's trying to find the words. He came to me I'm gonna two years use, ago. I'm going to use diplomacy and calm down a bit. Nope. Eleven. At first I thought he was a figment of my imagination, but then he started showing me things, and I, as I learned things about him, he became impossible to get out of my head. And then he started whispering things to me, showing me things I didn't want to see. Uh, I, th I, thought, I thought I was going crazy, but he, he said he'd hurt people if I started to go to anyone for help. So he meant made me do things for him. Show him how electronics worked. Interesting. Um, so I'm going to attempt empathy on like uh, this, just to see. And I'm going to use my empathic insight, so putting two points into it to boost my empathy by plus eight. Okay. So magic. Super empathy! Feel all the feeling! Yeah, so that's... 17 plus 18, 30-something? Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, first, Mother... Uh, I was going to say Mother Teresa powers activate, but she wasn't very nice. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, well, again, I'm looking at it mag- magically, right? So, you know. Could I ask you to roll me a will saving throw, please? Oh, boy. Oh, Here my- we go. Oh, no, the Felix, they're coming into me. Ah! Oh, no. Um, fate points we can use to re-roll or roll an advantage, correct? Yes. So I'll say that involving the case, this, yes. would, uh, this would apply. It's time for the case. That's an 18 versus... I don't think you're going to get better than that. Wow, it was close though. Pretty close. 16. All right, but eight, the eighteen plus. What is your will? Uh... Wisdom save is seven. Mm. Okay, so eighteen plus seven, twenty-five. Yeah, it's like I, I statted my character out to have like really good fort, really good will, and shitty reflexes. Mm. All right, so um, you do feel that. The screeching in your mind as you attempt to focus your ener- uh, energies on him as you slip into the realm of spirits. Uh, and nevertheless, you grit your teeth and push through it as best as you can to obtain the feelings that are coming off him. Uh, darkness is surrounding him like a shroud. And he is... Uh, he is somebody who has lived very close to whatever it is that is terrifying the spirit so much. <laughs> the spirit that you're connected to. Right. But uh, nevertheless, you can sense that uh, despite that, he is not the source of it. He is somebody who has lived very close to it and suffered tremendously because of it. And everything he's saying is true. Okay. And he continues. I think it was because... I think the reason he was interested in me is because of what I was able to do. I... After the myths first came to this world, I discovered something interesting. I, uh... You know that there are new myths that are appearing in this world, right? Based on things, new concepts, new things that we've discovered, I... Well, during my time at the power plant, I... I don't know how else to say it, I discovered how to create a myth. Who what? It was a very odd way of doing it, but with electronics, I discovered that with large influxes of power done in the right way can create a sort of myth that exists inside of electronics. I didn't know... uh, It was a very odd little fellow, but we became friends, the two of us. Uh, I named it Yada. And, uh... I'm sorry, how do you spell that? Y-O-T-T-A, if I'm not mistaken. He nods. I, I write that down. He, the two of us became friends, and, uh, he was able to control electronics and such, and he, well, the two of us, we had fun living together until this thing came into our lives. He took Yada, the device he was living in. Uh, Yada can jump between them, but he discovered a way to imprison Yada inside of it. It's a, it's just my cellular device, but nevertheless, he promised to hurt Yada if I didn't do what he said, and similarly, if Yada didn't do what he said, then he'd hurt me. So he showed me how, or he forced me to show him how to use electronics and how to build devices and how to create more myths like Yada. And so he also forced me to make that device for him. What is this device? You saw it. 
The one that I was working on. Yes, the one with the uh, Zeronium battery. It you. It uses the myths like Yada. It imprisons one of these myths inside of it. Then, with a Zeronium battery, essentially kills the myth, forcing them to expend all of their abilities at once. And it creates a blackout. Well, I kind of thought that's where this was leading, but okay. It lasts for about an hour, but it only works once per battery. But nevertheless, for an entire hour in a radius of the device of several miles, no electronic devices are capable of working. I just sort of, like, look over at Quincy as it's kind of like, you, like, we both realize what this means. Yikes. <sighs> okay. Well, um... That's quite bad. So at this, I sort of get a bit closer to him, and uh, I'm like, alright, now I realize that this is probably going to be a very difficult question for you, but this person that kidnapped you, what did they look like? At this, he begins visibly shivering as he's looking right at you, and... Uh, he's not a person. He's not a person at all. I, I can't tell you what he looks like. If I do, he'll get inside your head, too. He's a living meme! <laughs> oh, no! Alright, uh... Alright, we're gonna have to phone in a Terra Dubois for this one, probably. Something like that. Yeah. Though... Or a myth specialist. Yeah, so, like, with that, like, Franklin will kind of back off a little bit, get him some water or something to calm him down. <sighs> Look, he's powerful. One of the most powerful things I've ever seen. He likes the darkness. When it's dark out, you can do whatever you want. Hmm. And he has friends. Powerful friends that are working for him. There are five of them. Uh. One of them... You've seen one of them already. He was the one that was chasing us. The uh. skeleton living beneath the house. That was one of his friends. Oh. Do you know of any of the others? He nods. They all have names. The Graveyard, The Hunter, The Master, The Plague, and The Noble. I swear to God, if Queen Elizabeth II ends up being the final boss, I'm going to be really mad. <laughs> no, it's actually just Hitler in sunglasses, like in Persona. <laughs> God, could you imagine? Alright, so with that, like, Franklin sort of takes these down. It's like, do you know anything else about these friends? He shook, it, he shook his head. The, the graveyard was the one. He assigned the graveyard to keep an eye on me. To make sure that nobody could take me away from there. The others, I don't know what he's making them do, but he has a plan. He wouldn't tell me what it was. I think he's... He told me he's done with it now, but he told me that I've served my purpose. I don't know what the others are planning to do, but he's planning on something horrible. Something that could plunge all of London into darkness if you're not careful. Maybe, maybe more. Maybe he's, maybe he wants to spread it all 
across the UK or something. I don't know. Well, that's certainly a problem. One other question. Why the dryad? He didn't... He wouldn't tell me why. But he did say that the dryad was the start of things. That it would be the first of the dominoes that would be start to fall. Hmm. Well, that's rather ominous. Uh, I, I sidebar with the Blackmore. Yeah. Um, not that this isn't important, but perhaps we should give the man some time to breathe. He seems rather distressed. Yes, I don't have any other questions for him at the moment. So I, I go back to Foster. I'm like, Foster, you've been very brave. We'll let you rest now, but we may be back with other questions. He nods hurriedly. I understand. Look, just... He uh, reaches out and just grabs your wrist. Don't let him get inside your head. It comes in three stages. The face. The nature. The name. The more you learn, the worse it becomes. You can't let him get inside your head. The face... The nature of the name. I'll do everything that I can to ensure that I'm not affected by him. Now, rest, Foster. He nods and... punch. (laughs) (laughs) He just lets go of your wrist and then just just lies back down on the bed and just closes his eyes and just breathes heavily. (laughs) Internally, Blackmore is like, yeah, I'm probably a two of the three already. This is already not going well. Uh, I'm going to look around the room, make sure there's no listening listening devices or anything unsafe in here that could hurt him. Uh, That's a ten. Oh, sorry, a twelve. I'm just just, just looking around, like, checking behind stuff. There's no weird cameras or anything in the room, right? Um, Yeah, everything looks fine. You look underneath the mattress quickly, like just lifting it up, basically. Mm-hmm. You look underneath the table, you even uh, stand on the chair and look at the uh, overhead light, mm-hmm. but there is nothing in here that would be- resemble any sort of listening device. Well, like anything dangerous or anything out of place? That anything? No, no. Like, um, basically all sharp objects have been removed out of fear that he might try to harm himself, but so far he's been cooperative. Okay. Uh... Yeah, with, okay. that, with that, I guess we'll head out. Yeah, we'll bring the uh, the other officer basically back, you know, put him back on duty. Who is, it, who is this officer, by the way? Um, I'm going to say that the officer on duty is Officer Hamilton, okay. who you guys might remember from a couple of appearances in Season 1. Hmm. Okay. All right, well, he seems trustworthy, so... Yeah. yeah. How'd it go in that? Well, he certainly gave us a lot of information. It seems that Foster found some way to be able to create a myth within electronics. Uh, And uh, Hamilton just looks between the two of you and then similarly holds a finger up to his lips just as... uh, Oh, I thought that was Hightower speaking. My bad. No, sorry. I thought, yeah, you were talking to Hamilton and, sorry, for for those at home, I was making a... Yeah, mix it. Sorry. Don't say it. He was chopping the hand across his throat. Yeah, so can I rewind that back just that that's Hamilton talking? Sure. I'm like, ah, he seems to be in a cooperative mood. I see. All right. But we'll have to discuss some things with Hightower. Mm. Let you know if anything else comes up. Thank you. All right. And meanwhile... Uh, you, Chip, are investigating a nightclub. 
Yep. So you head downtown and pass by a couple of nightclubs, and you are outside. On your left is Moonlight. Um, it seems to be, yeah, like the words Moonlight are stylized over a crescent moon that is in neon white. And next to it is Silver, which seems to be written in sort of like, uh, yeah, cursive handwriting letters. The irony is that the vampires were in silver and the werewolves... Oh, wait, no, that still works. Damn it. <laughs> but yes, there seem to be... Um, yeah, uh, it doesn't seem to be very busy tonight. Uh, like, not many people are out presumably going to the nightclub, which is odd as it is Friday night. Well, I mean, there was just a blackout. Yes. Literally, like, maybe two hours ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I... I go to uh, Silver. All right. Uh, the inside of Silver, yeah, it seems to be a very, um, yeah, traditional sort of nightclub by the looks of it. You notice that all the lights are on, so there's no music playing, no stage lights or anything. Yeah, um, yeah, just it's a, you know, traditional sort of nightclub look. There is a stage at the back of the room with staircase leading up to it and a table that's presumably set up for a DJ. Uh, tables around the outskirts of the room with high chairs and a bar as well. All right. And yeah, the uh, bouncer let you in when you showed him your badge. Okay. So yeah, and yeah, you see that there are a couple people behind the bar talking to each other. They seem to be employees of the place. All right. Yep. Yeah, I'll go over to the bar. Okay. Um. Yeah. The people who turn to look at you, um, they have yeah. Both the women and the men standing behind the bar are young, attractive, in their early to ranging from their early to late twenties. They're wearing black tank tops and have silver glitter on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. That shit's gonna get everywhere. <laughs> oh yes, the glitter is the herpes of decorations. Never comes out. Uh -huh. So, yeah. So Chip uh, will come up and show his badge. Oh, uh, hello, officer. How can I help you? Hello, uh, I'm. I'm going to just say that I got like the image of the guy leaving the 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 alley between the two nightclubs. Right. Like put onto my phone or something. Okay. I'm looking for uh, for a man. He would have been here uh, before the blackout happened. Okay. And one of the women actually peers at the photo and. Oh, I've seen him around here before. Well, not here. He goes to Moonlight actually. Okay. Yeah, Moonlight. It's uh, well, it's a bit like. We have something for everybody here, but Moonlight's more of a, well, you see what he's wearing? Yeah, it's filled with a lot of people like that, so to speak. Like, uh, they, uh... Um, fashionable people, I get it. They have a lot of dark clothing, and they do a lot of things. Uh, like, it's a very, uh, dark sort of aesthetic. Alright, I do a phone swipe. Have you seen this man before? I show the Hot Topic victim on, on my phone. Oh, um, that's, that's the person that they were referring to. Oh, sorry. We're, um, we're, was the first photo of Ronald Lake? No, no the, the first the, photo was the, was the, the hoodie tall, guy. The, the oh, oh, tall, no, no, no. Sorry. Um, yeah, the hoodie guy. No, can't say I recognize him. But they give you exactly what I just said uh, in regards Lake. to the hot topic victim. Ah, okay. And then I'll show them the picture of the guy in the hoodie. Uh, no, the murder vic. So they look at each other. Can't say we've seen anybody like him before. All right, and. Okay, so we've got the murder victim, the mm. six-foot-tall person, and then our Hot Topic guy. Is there another person I'm missing? Not that I can think of. And, yeah, one of the other girls peers at the guy in the hoodie. 
No. He looks like the sort of person who might be at Moonlight, but uh, she shrugs. Mm. All right. Um, I'm guessing business isn't super great with the blackout then, or? Uh, once the blackout hit, all the lights went down, all the music stopped, so, you know, people were trying to call cabs to get out of here, but then their phones weren't working, so, yeah, then the chaos outside ensued, and so we, you know, closed the doors and made sure that nobody left until, you know, everything was safe. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do you have any security cameras? Anything facing the outside? Mm. Might have caught the our hooded friend. Uh, well, um, yeah, one of the guys, uh, t- or sorry, the fellow who's behind. Yeah, actually, I did hear that the manager here did install some security cameras uh, in the alleyway after, well, we caught a few pe- customers here. Uh, there was an attempted at mugging a little while ago, so we did install some cameras to prevent that sort of thing. All right. Do you think I could take a look at that? Absolutely. Right this way. He leads you to one of the back rooms. Uh, like, it's a back office with, uh, you know, um, a computer and, uh, you know, a bunch of DVDs and stuff like that. So he takes one of the DVDs and puts it in a CD player, and on the computer, soon enough, like, he's tapping through some security cameras, and here we go. And sure enough, in a black and white camera, you see the fellow in the hoodie step out of the side door of Moonlight. Alright, any... Can I get any further detail off this, or is it pretty shitty? It's... Um, yeah, you actually see him with his hood down for a moment before he comes... Like, before he puts it up. Uh, he seems to be this sort of pale guy with uh, black hair. You're not sure if it's dyed or if it's natural, but uh, yeah, he... And there... He also has a couple of piercings on his nose as well, and he puts his hood up then... Uh, puts his hands in his hoodie pockets and uh, slouches out of the alleyway. Right, right. Okay, and... Uh... Right, I'm going to need that, then, for oh. the investigation. All right, I'll... Mm. I'll let my manager know, but I suppose I can turn it over. Mm-hmm. And so he gives it to you? Yeah, it goes in an evidence bag. Mm. Um, all right, if you uh, see this... Uh, see our hooded friend uh, any time in the near future, could you please give me a call? Sure thing, and he gives you the card for silver as well with the club's contact information on it. All right, so good luck, officer. Hope everything goes well. All right, thank you very much. Um, anything you can tell me about your neighbors? Uh, well, I mean, for um, about a year and a half now, they've uh, been getting some clientele coming in, from what I can gather, like really rich folk who have been hosting uh, private parties in the back rooms and such. Mm. All right. But... Uh, yeah, it's been attracting a much larger, larger crowd than usual, and as I understand it, they were able to uh, get a couple of renovations done and expand a uh, few things involving their business. Alright. Um, do you know if they have any mit clients coming in, or is it mostly just humans? Uh, well, uh, we both have myth clients coming in. Uh, they've had... Uh, well, a couple of, uh, yeah, myths that, uh, you know, are among the darker variety, you might say. Not to be racist. Try not to be. But uh, we have, uh, just about everybody comes into our place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much. I'm yours. All right. Yep, I guess I will go to uh, Moonlight. Okay. So you head next door. And, uh, yeah. 
it's a very dark place when you enter. Like, there are, like, there are black lights that are illuminating the entrance, making, you know, anything that's white on your person stand out in that sort of, you know, neon bluish color. Mm-hmm. And you look around and... It's to detect Nori. <laughs> you see that there... There's a girl uh, standing by the front entrance who uh, is behind the counter, presumably where, you know, uh, payments are made and stuff like that, but she has black lipstick on, black hair, a number of piercings, and is wearing just this very interesting-looking leather ensemble. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm sorry, but we're closed at the moment because of the blackout. We'll be resuming operations tomorrow. Uh, Sorry for any inconvenience. I'm... Scotland, oh. actually. Um, okay. Uh, just a moment. Let me get my manager. And so she steps behind the door. And then... Management. Yeah, so after a few minutes, uh, yeah, the manager comes out. A man who's dressed in a, like a silk black suit with a red silk shirt and a black tie. Um, his hair is... Very long and, yeah, pure white, and he has a very refined face about him as he steps forward. Uh, hello there. Uh, <clears throat> Leopold Kane, current manager of Moonlight. Did everybody who goes to this place change their name? Uh, Chip oh. Adams, um, Scotland Yard. Ah, hello. Right. Uh, we're looking into a uh, case, uh, some of our. Uh, we had some footage that a uh, person of interest was uh, leaving your club. Uh, we'll pull up the picture of the hooded person. Do you recognize this person? He looks at the photo very carefully. I can't say I do, officer. I apologize. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do you have any secu- uh, cameras? Uh, secure, for security that I could go over? Uh, we have some for the exterior of the building and for the dance floor, yes. Alright. Uh, your uh, neighbors confirmed that this man uh, left your establishment before the blackout happened earlier this evening. Uh, Did he now? Well, it was on the security cameras. That is very unusual. It's possible there might have been breaches. <laughs> this place has been closed for 30 years. <laughs> they all go! You have to let go, uh, Chip. Wake up. Is this man in trouble, or is he dangerous? We believe he might be dangerous. That is very unnerving to think that he was in our establishment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would you mind if I took a look at some of your security footage? By all means. And he gestures with a grand sweep of his arm. (laughs) His cape opens up, (laughs) which he was wearing, apparently. Yeah. Quick, ask him something that only someone from the 1800s would know. See if he trips up. Bring him but to I know that thing. <laughs> Bring him to your house and then see if he can come in. No. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll just go. Okay. Can uh, I get the car? Afraid of no vampires. Okay, so um, are you gonna? Okay, so yeah, roll perception when you head into the building. <laughs> the walls are covered in vampires. <laughs> Fuck. It's like, oh, they're all on the ceiling. How did I not notice? God damn it. All these fucking vampires. Uh, 15. Okay. I thought they were Um, mannequins. So heading inside, you see that the place is pitch black. Um, The lights are up, but nevertheless, um, there is black on, like they have black tablecloths on the tables. Um, 
a bar with a number of bottles filled with all kinds of, yeah, the either white or red liquids, one or the other, like no other colors really. Um, yeah, a stage at the very back that seems to be, yeah, like a DJ booth similar to the one that you'd seen at Silver. But uh, yeah, the outsides of the room are draped with black silk curtains. Mm-hmm. Maximum edge. Mm. Now, as for the security tapes, let me just show you to my office, if you please. And he opens up a very ordinary manager's office. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the inside is like plaid. Yes. The inside, it's like beige. There's a computer yes. on it that's running like Windows 7. Yes, yes. Uh, oops, th- oops, I knocked over the fake blood and fell <laughs> over the ground. Uh, there's a box of half-eaten donuts off to one side. Um, They're not even jelly filled. Mm. There is an actual, honest to God, stack of TPS reports on his desk. <laughs> Picture of his family. <laughs> yeah. My 2.5 children! <laughs> so, yes, he, with a grand sweep, he just seems to just meld into the chair, which it just squeaks a little bit. And then he flourishes around and begins typing on the computer. And then he just taps again. Sorry. This key always sticks. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, he brings up the security tapes for the interior of the building and the outside. Yeah, so because of the other tape, I have an exact time when he should have left. I can say, okay, can I get the exterior of at this time? Yes. Yeah. And he shows you, and sure enough, the exterior shows him leaving the building. All right, that's our man. Uh, that is very disconcerting. Uh, I shall speak with my security guards to see if they recognize this individual. If you could, that would be great. I'm, of course. Uh, and I'm, if we could take the interior back from this uh, time, to see if we can see if he's, you know, interacting with anyone else of interest to this case. Yes. And so he shows you the interior of the building. And yeah, there is a dance floor and there is, uh, yeah, there's no sound. Does he dance? Um, does the manager dance? No, no. does our um, the perp dance. Yeah, the perp is on the dance floor. Um, he's not wearing his hoodie. Uh, he's got, like, sort of a mesh sort of tank top, uh, like, fishnet. Uh, and, yeah, all the people around him are wearing, like, various types of apparel, like some of it gothic, some of it modern, all of it very, very dark and so fucking edgy. It's a miracle that these people were able to walk out of there without being covered in thousands of razor sharp cuts. <laughs> Uh-huh. So anyhow, that's what happens if you live on the edge long enough. <laughs> yeah, and so anyway, he um, a couple minutes before he goes off to one side and he begins talking with a few people. Um, and as you zoom in the camera, you see that uh, one of the people there it matches the description of Austin Graves. Hey. All right. Uh, I will point to Austin Graves. Uh, is this person a regular here? Uh, to my knowledge, yes. Mr. Graves is, uh, well, he's a very nice young man. Hmm. All right. His name has come up before in this uh, investigation. Do you know if he had any issues with the civil planning department? Hmm. He thinks for a moment. Not if he did, he never mentioned anything to us. He always got in the middle of the dance floor. It was down with public works. It was really awkward. He brought a sign? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he turned it to the camera in just the right way, down with public works. It really confused the other customers. <laughs> right. Uh, but, uh, no, nothing to my knowledge, no. Hmm. All right. Would you care for a donut? 
think I can have one. Yes. Puts <laughs> outfit on. They're poison. Uh, <laughs> there's um uh, yeah um sh- uh, some of them have sprinkles. Some of them are chocolate. Are any of them have like are any of them like Valentine's Day heart sprinkles? Um wait, sure. Wait, what what month is it? I forgot. Um, it's I vaguely remember this taking place in the summer. Yes, it's around summertime. So mm, that's an old donut. Don't eat it. <laughs> I don't know if it's been here a while. I'll um, just take like a basic glazed kind of. Okay. Ooh, very interesting. I've always been a fan of jelly myself. And he, <laughs> yeah, he just he takes a powdered donut out and he just, with a flourish, bites into it. And then as he pulls it back, there's just a little bit of red on his lips. I think he's DTF, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Chip. <laughs> Is he hot? <laughs> he's he's pretty hot. Ooh, chip. No, chip. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Don't flirt with people on the case. He's not. He's a chip. The dog person. Mm-hmm. This guy's a cat. Right. A uh, sexy cat. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So I mean, Chip will like ask, like, say, uh, "Can I take this in for evidence?" Basically. By all means, detective. Alright, so... Uh, yeah. Kill. Uh, I mean, does the guy do anything else kind of weird, or, like, does he come it's in... It's weird, like, crime weird, not, like, the thing that he's doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, specifically he, crime weird. He does absolutely nothing that is crime weird. His dancing is atrocious, though. Just awful. <laughs> weird that so he got you to watch, for some reason. Alright, so he goes in... Uh, hangs out for a bit, talks to a couple people. Then he grabs a hoodie from a nearby seat, pulls it on, and heads Does out. He enter with the hoodie. Uh, yes. Okay. okay. All right. So, our, t- so our two, just to clarify, our two guys are one of the same. No, the, the hoodie guy was seen talking to Austin Graves. Okay, but we have a, so we have a description of this hoodie guy then. Yes. Okay. All right. I'm like the best. Early to like late two thousands security camera in a nightclub footage you can get. Yeah, in a dark nightclub that doesn't like lights. Mm. So you know it's it's something. It's it's like it's trying. It's doing its best. Right. Um. I guess uh, Chip will just like talk to the staff a little bit, see if any of them remember this guy or remember Graves doing or talking about anything. Um. Suspicious tonight. Okay, so you head back out and you talk to some of the staff members. They're all in... Yeah, they have varying uh, levels of makeup, uh, regardless of gender. And, uh, yeah, there's a very uh, dark, sullen-looking man who bears an uncanny resemblance to uh, uh, Marilyn Manson, who is working the barn. Well, let me think. I don't believe that Graves is doing anything out of the ordinary. He's been here for some time. He's a bit of a favorite. He was here even before I started my speech therapy. To sound like this. <laughs> because God knows I wasn't born like this. <laughs> I, I actually just imagine that this is, in fact, Marilyn Manson, and because he just hasn't done anything in a while, I was like, yeah, screw it. I'll take a gig at a bar. Marilyn Manson's actually a myth. <laughs> he showed up here because, you know, he mm. want, want to meet similar myths. What kind of myth would Marilyn Manson be? Vampire's too obvious. Yeah. Okay, but back back on topic. Yeah, Chip will get general statements, especially, and be like, hey, "Did anybody see Trent uh, Hoodie Guy 
do anything weird to talk about anything. Did anybody get his name, maybe? Mm. The one with the hoodie, I don't think I recognize. But he seemed to know Austin. Right. And, um... Did Austin leave when the blackout happened, or...? Um... Yes, the blackout occurred. Austin left soon after. I don't know where he went. So they didn't actually... So when you when they said they closed the doors and didn't let people... That, that was, was the other place. place. That okay. was Silver, yeah. So, yeah. Silver, so Silver... Well, okay. So this place, everyone just left then. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Is that correct? Is that basically what happened? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. For clarification, um, when the hoodie guy and Austin are talking, like, uh, from the camera, does it seem like it's a friendly chat? Does it seem like it's, you know, edgy or, you know, no, it's aggressive? Seems, no, no. It's edgy. <laughs> no, they... T- um, on the camera, they talk to each other for a little bit, then as they head out, they give each other a fist bump. Okay, so very not... It's yeah. casual. Yeah. It's, it's not... It didn't look like a business deal was going on. Right? Yeah. And there were other people with Austin at the time? Uh, yeah, yeah. There were other people with Austin. A couple of guys. Uh, uh, two guys, three girls. So about a group of six of them all together. Alright, and uh, based on the camera footage, did they enter together? Did they just kind of group up? Uh, yeah, they came in as a group. Alright, uh... Yeah, Chip will get the names of the other members of that group. Sure, okay. Yeah, you uh, get uh, two... Yes, five names altogether. Two guys, three girls. Okay. I will note them down in my detective notebook, and Mm. then if they become relevant to the case, I'll I'll look them up then. Excellent. All right. uh, Thank you very much. Uh, If you think of anything else, or if you see our mysterious individual again, please uh, give me a call. Ooh, I will. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Chip will leave. Okay. So, by this point, it is getting... Well, it has been late for some time. Is anybody going to continue their investigations into the morning? Or are they going... Are you going to go and sleep? I think at this point... Well, I'm going to go pick up the kid from Chip's house. Yeah, Chip's probably going to go back and, like... Yeah, Quincy is sitting outside your house on your steps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Hi. I don't have a key. Right. Okay. Yeah, so Chip will go in and... All right, yeah, Ace is uh, there sitting at the front... Uh, he's sitting right by the front door, and he barks excitedly when you come in. All right. Who's a good boy? Who got his exercise tonight? That's right. That's right. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Hello? And, yeah, John comes around the corner. Is he uh, holding a cereal bowl? Uh, yes. Yes. I did it. Does, in fact, know how to make cereal. Oh. I'm such a good parent. You're back. Is everything all right? Oh, yes. Um, just came to pick you up. Okay. Uh, did you have a good time with Ace? Uh, yes, yes. He's very friendly. Mm-hmm. I, I look at you to, as if... Can I, can I pet the dog? Yeah. All right. I pet the dog. <laughs> yeah. He closes his eyes in pure bliss. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, John, get your things and we'll, uh, we'll get going. All right. And, uh, yeah, he quickly runs in the back room, then, yeah, comes back out with everything he might have had on him when you dropped him off. Cool. Wasn't he in his PJs when he was out and about? Yeah. He didn't yeah. really, I don't think he really uh, had anything, but I just think case. Yeah, well, he went into the back to put the, uh, empty bowl of cereal yeah. into the sink. And then take the cereal box. <laughs> no, no. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, uh, follows you outside. Alright, I, uh, do you have, like, shoes that I can borrow for the kid? Because the kid wasn't wearing shoes, I'm pretty sure. 
can't carry him home. You're a spry 50-year-old. No, he, I think... I mean, he was running around before the dog picked him up. Yeah, but I thought he... Didn't he, like, walk out of the apartment? Yeah. He didn't show any discontent. He didn't show any discomfort then. I mean, I don't want to make him walk on the ground. I might step on a syringe. I mean, you could just call a taxi. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I guess I'll do that. (laughs) Can I I use your phone? (laughs) Yeah, it's right over there. I use his phone. All right, uh, you call a taxi. Typically the kind of man who has a landline. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, All right, I call a taxi, and I'm going to get the taxi to take me and John home. All right, where to, Mike? Um, Quincy's address. Okay, so, uh, yeah, he quickly takes you down, and uh, after a bit of driving, the two of you are home. All right. Uh, Yeah, and as you and John head inside, Quincy... Um, yep. Something odd happened earlier tonight. Mm hmm. I don't know what it was. Wow. But. Your body will be going through changes. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> well, um, I'm gonna be honest with you, John. Uh, I'm not sure what's, uh, happening to you either. But, and I put my hand on his shoulder, we're gonna figure it out together. Okay, buddy? He nods and gives you a big hug. Alright, well, um, why don't you, uh, go watch, uh, that, uh, show, uh, you like. I, I recorded it for you. He nods. Thank you, I will. There's a VCR! Oh! Yeah. How did you record it? No, I recorded it yesterday. Oh, yesterday. I didn't record it while we- I What, didn't, the VCR? Uh, <laughs> the power went out. Oh no! There's no- the clock isn't working! <laughs> the tape is done! <laughs> Alright, so he finds the tape and puts it in, and as he does so, you receive a- Text message on your burner phone. Cool. You were, oh right, that burner phone. I have a burner yeah. phone. Yep. It it's from the number okay. that you remember belonging to the man in black. Yep. And it simply says, "I saw what happened earlier tonight. I want to help." Uh. Okay. Please elaborate. Hmm. Speak closer into this wire. <laughs> yeah. Prop. Problems are too big for any of us working alone. We need to work together to try and solve this. Sounds good. Meeting? Question mark. Yes. Okay. When, uh, when, uh, when slash where? Okay, he's okay with me setting the place. That's that's trusting of him. Um, alright, uh, I'll just, uh... Opposite side of town from Scotland Yard. You know what? Let's meet in Midtown. Midtown? Question mark. Interesting. Good. Uh, I'm going to meet him in the alleyway outside of Silas's place. All right, then. It's Silas, right? Yes. Yes. Yep, I'm going to meet him outside the alley outside of Silas's place. Big Under- Spider Taylor. Understood. See you tomorrow. Yep. Uh, and after that, come alone. Okay. All right. All right, um, and as for you, Franklin, um, what are you doing right now? Uh, Franklin's pretty beat, but he also yeah. doesn't want to go home, mm. so... Is he at Scotland Yard? Yeah, so he, he comes back, and mostly he just, like, you know, notes down everything that's in, like, his, like, portable notepad into one that's a bit more, you know, robust. Uh, and then he also sends, like, an email to Hightower being, like, interviewed Foster, we need to discuss the results, like, discuss that. Preferably sometime today slash tomorrow, question mark? I'm going to bed. Mm. And I'll also chip sent out a, a basic... Would, would have dropped off the two, like, security footage tapes and 
sent out a basic like, here's what I found, here's mm -hmm. the connections. Yeah, I, I take a look at my emails, and uh, is Creedy still here? Um, yeah, Creedy is actually um, in Hightower's office. He's coming out as you head there, hmm. and he speaks with Hightower for a bit before Hightower closes the door, and Creedy heads off down the hallway. Hmm. Interesting. But I'm tired. So I, I go find one of like the cots that we have for late night shifts, and I basically just crash into it. Okay. And Chip, how are you going to spend the rest of your night? Uh, asleep. I fought a Hydra today. You did. You did. Uh, along with several other myths. Okay. All right, then. That's a, that's a very fair thing to do. All right. Just fired so much gun. It's too much for one night. So the three of you... Falls asleep with gun in hand. <laughs> All right. So the three of you settle yourselves down into your respective rests, and after a long day of police work, you fall into the sweet embrace of slumber. Do you guys want to uh, keep going for a bit longer? Or? I think, I, I, I think, I think this is a good, good place to end it. Yeah, okay. yeah, unless you have something short planned. Not necessarily. Like, yeah, I, can, want, I, I think stopping before we do the meeting is Yes, good. we've covered a lot tonight, so yeah, we can pick it up next time. Okay, sounds good. Alright, well, thank you everybody for listening. As you might understand, the mystery just keeps deepening and deepening, and it's up to us to see just how far it can possibly go. So, hopefully you will be along with us for the ride, and we sincerely hope that you will enjoy yourselves. Have a great night, everyone. Bye. Good night. See ya. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com, or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.